You're listening to Carl and Catherine on 88.3 Southern FM. Well, good morning to you. Another start of the week. A Monday morning. It's five minutes past seven. And it's great to be waking you up on a Monday. That it is. And it's good to be in studio with you guys again today. I've broken out of that damn home studio. Oh, what is this? I don't know what this is like anymore. The last two weeks, you've been in your remote studio. I know. And it's amazing that the technology actually works. Like, happy days. So nice to see you again. Lovely to see you. Happy birthday to Bianco for yesterday. Thank you. Thank you. Another year older. And, well, they say wiser, but I'm going to argue that that's actually... The right thing. We've got two hours to test it out. <laughs> yeah, test me Here's on my general hoping. knowledge. Hey, uh, we're going to kick the show off with our breakfast banger. This is Gina G's who are just a little bit for your Monday morning. How was your weekend? Look, I mean, okay. So being the first weekend, not being deemed an essential worker, and I couldn't go to my retail work, guess what I did all weekend? Just stay at home? I worked from home. Not in that field with other stuff. You know when you're just sort of prepping yourself for a nice chilled weekend? Yeah. And then your in- your inbox on your emails just starts going with everything. Uh, yeah. I'm not kidding. I was on a four-hour Zoom call yesterday. Four hours. It's been a long weekend, guys. Did you have to sing? No. Okay, good. I did that. I haven't <laughs> sent that in yet. Um. Yeah, let's just say, not good. I was a little worried that you might have been singing across the weekend. I- been there, done that. Anyway, how was your weekend more importantly, birthday boy? It was nice actually because I had the whole weekend off. Usually I have to work across the weekend and I was meant to work on Saturday night, Mm -hmm. but the powers to be gave me the night off. Oh, well that's nice. After a bit of conversing, I just sort of said, look, would I be able to have the day off, the night off on Saturday because I'd prefer to have it off. It was a pretty long week last week. There was a lot going on particularly in my workplace and, you know, very fortunate to have a job and be working in the field that I am right now outside of when we do our fun on Mondays and Fridays here. But things got a bit hectic last week with everything that was going on, so I was very grateful to have the whole weekend off, that's for sure. And tell me, how did you celebrate your birthday in ISO? Well, Saturday night before I ticked on to my birthday, I had the weekly Zoom call with mates, which is nice. And we had a little low-key family disco. Family disco? What? Yeah, yeah. So an isolation thing that we do as a family is like a family disco. I feel ripped off. That lo- is amazing. A low-key family disco. Like my sister has these disco lights. Stop. So she plugs them in. Yeah. <gasps> we just have music playing and have a bit of a boogie. Do you the know? parents get on it too? Yeah, that's what it is. It's not just me and my sister. That's incredible. Family bonding. It's a great thing during these times. There you go. Steal that for your next weekend wrap, guys. Yeah. That's crazy. I love that it's idea. It's good. You've got to do it. If you've got a family, if you're living together as a family, then you've got to get together and have a bit of a dance, you know? Yeah. Get some... Bring the it? clubs to you. Heat off your chest, you know? <laughs> Apologies to um, Bianco's neighbours. I don't apologise for it. <laughs> Honestly, I could have gone till four o'clock in the morning blowing music. I didn't, mind you, but good I could have. Good for you. Well, I'm glad that you were still able to celebrate in style because I must say, last birthday of yours, you really hit the town. It was like two consecutive oh. nights and everyone was like, what is this, the <laughs> festival of Bianco? <laughs> the night where we actually caught up last year, like you and Jack came out yeah. to celebrate my birthday, I was out of it. 
but, but at the time, everyone was like giving you like hell for the fact that you made it like a full fledged weekend night after night. It was like you knew that you weren't going to have a proper birthday this year. <laughs> well, I'm glad I actually did. There's so many decisions I don't regret making last year because this year we've had literally hardly any social life. Yeah. So I'm not mad about And I think life. we're all still recovering from that birthday celebration. There's been a bit happening the last few weeks. Something I totally miss was the fact that Monte Carlo biscuits now have an alternative. Is that right? Yes. Black Forest Monte Carlos. Hmm. An iconic Aussie classic, the Monte Carlo. Well, is it an Aussie classic? I would say it is because a lot of Aussies love Monte Carlos. Yeah, I would agree. It's not my favourite, personally. But yeah, a lot of people love a Monte Carlo. Love a Monte Carlo and... Now there's a Black Forest version, and I don't know how to feel about it. I don't want to be a hater. Like, Black Forest doesn't really appeal to me, like, uh, in terms of the flavours. So, of all the flavours they could have done, I don't know. What I do know, though, Bianco, the other day, I was, yep. like, um, just chilling, and I saw that we had biscuits in the pantry. Ah. And I was like, oh, yeah, I never eat that sort of stuff. Anyway, <laughs> I saw that they were ice vovos. Do you remember those? No. From back in the... Oh! <gasps> Iced Vovo. They're an institution. What's an yeah, Iced Vovo? Yeah, they're like the biscuit, jam, marshmallows, and then like coconut on top. Oh. Yeah, Iced Vovo. Anyway. I didn't, I didn't think they were called Iced Vovo. They're called Iced Vovos. I thought they were just... Well, they have another word for them though, don't they? Biscuit? Yes. Good word. No, no, no. Not just biscuit. Obvious, but... I thought they had another name to them. No, they're ice vovos. However, I beg to differ. These things, first of all, downsize 50%. Second oh, of all... so much is downsized. No, but the marshmallows have been made redundant. No. The ice vovo is now, according to the biscuit company that manufactures them, biscuit, jam, coconut. Not can we, on. Can we just put our disapproval out there of the amount of reduction in sizes of our favourite items, just in general? Like the wagon wheel. I remember growing up, wagon wheels were delicious. Now I can't even bother. Don't bother. No, don't even go close to those things. It's not even a wheel anymore. Pringles. I love Pringles. But the the size is too small now. Yeah. Just ruined for me. Not good. So much ruin. Even like chocolate blocks these days. You buy a block of chocolate and you were used to having a massive block of chocolate. Now it's either you do get a big thing of chocolate which is to compensate for the fact that they used to have an actual reasonable regular size, mm-hmm. or you get the par below. What have we done with ourselves? I don't know what's happening. All I know is an ice bobo needs to have marshmallows on it. Otherwise, don't bother. That's oh. all I have to say. Good morning, everybody. Well, I've just learnt what they are, their actual name. I thought it was something else. Yeah, well, it's a bad time to learn them because they don't exist anymore. Oh, well. No point. See? When I don't know something, you know it. So that's what I'm most glad about and can appreciate about this radio partnership. When I fall, you pick me up. It's just brilliant. It's 20 past 7. Carl and Catherine waking you up. What biscuit do you miss? What's not big enough for your liking these days? I'd love to hear from you this morning on Southern FM. What else would you rather be doing than doing whatever you're doing and listening to us? Exactly. You know what someone chose to do, though, Bianco? And I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. I would hate to ask. So, obviously, unless you've got to go out for work purposes, stay within your 5K, guys. Yeah. I don't want to hear stories, particularly like this one, where someone has ventured out long past the five kilometres to play Pokemon Go. Did you say Pokemon? 
I wanna be the very best. No one ever was. Feel me, hope I can catch them as my real test. To train them is my cause. You okay? Yeah, I was just, you know, having a moment. Jackie sings more <laughs> now that he's older. Stop it. Oh, this is going to be great for things we've learnt today. <laughs> Pitch perfect? Not it. Um, Yeah, okay. So, obviously, this guy decided, no, I'm not going to do the right thing because apparently there was a rare Pokemon on this app that he had to walk 15 kilometres to go catch. I don't know what I'm more angry about. The fact that he did the wrong thing, COVID-wise, or whether he's catching Pokemon. What are you doing? Just, you know, doing you, basically. You do you. That's what he's doing. Yeah. What they're doing. But, like, come on. First of all, that app, how long ago was that popular? Years. And even then, I would question it was not popular. You know what I mean? It was popular amongst a certain group of people. And everyone would just, like, I remember being at uni and everyone was on their phones and I was like, good for them having a social life. No, they were catching Pokemon. And... Four years on, people are still doing it. It's still a thing. Why? I don't know. Anytime I see somebody still playing it, I'm blown away by the fact that they still have that app. I thought it would have stopped being developed by now. True story. Yeah. Because it caused havoc everywhere. And that's the last thing you should be doing right now. Exactly. Like, I mean, I understand if you're into Pokemon, good for you. However, if you're going to go outside the five kilometers without a mask on, you're well and truly going to catch them all. Thank you. When you put it that way... I'm done for the day. I'm going home. Okay. I want to pose this question to you, though. If you could be any Pokemon, what Pokemon would you be? I don't know enough about Pokemon. I know the yellow one, which has the electricity. Actually, that one probably is me. Just gets real mad. What's it called? Picky. Picker. Pikachu. Yep. Well done. And then there's the little one with the fire tail. Fire tail. Yeah. Charizard. Okay. But the name changed over the years. I knew it as Charizard. I, as a kid when I used to watch it, which was very rare, I knew Pikachu and I knew the two villains and I really resonated with them because they hated the Pokemon and so did I. I can't help but wonder where they came up with the names though because they've got Pokemons like Jigglypuff. (laughs) Jigglypuff. What were they looking at when they came up with Jigglypuff? Yeah. What about Snorlax? Snorlax is obviously a Pokemon. Well, it's not obvious to people that don't know Pokemon, but <laughs> to the general public, the, it's not obvious. If you don't follow Pokemon, then you don't know what Snorlax is. But the name kind of gives it away—a Pokemon or a character that might relate back to snoring. It's this obese-looking. Oh. What didn't you know about that? No. <laughs> what part of me indicates that I'm into Pokemon? I don't know. I grew up loving Pokemon. We're going to have to search your bag on the way out see if you've got any Pokeballs in there. I, see, you know that much. You're pulling my leg here. You I know more about Pokemon. I genuinely don't. I genuinely don't. You sure? Yes. I'm convinced otherwise. I wish, but no. <laughs> I'm honestly... I, I am convinced otherwise that you know more than what... I- no! It's, cl- it's purely from my friends playing that app back in school or uni. Which is a sad sentence to say. Anyway, that's all I have to say on it. Please, just do the right thing. Stay within your 5K. Don't go and catch little things. <laughs> but that just goes across the board. I'm not just talking about Pokemon. <laughs> but you know what the aim of the game is when you're playing Pokemon, Kapow? You teach me and I'll teach you Pokemon.
That's it. You got to catch them all. And I watched a few Aussie films. The one that I sort of had a glance at last night on television was The Dressmaker. Have you watched ah, that film? Yes, I haven't, but I'm a, I know of it. Yeah, I didn't watch it from start to finish. I kind of couldn't really pick up what was going on. It just was a, an Aussie film, and you know, Aussie films are great. That's got a Hemsworth in it, doesn't it? It does. I think it's Liam. Mm. Mm. Liam Hemsworth, Kate Winslet, I want to say. Yes, she I puts, know she's in it. Puts on an Aussie accent. Somebody that I observed was in the film. Seems to be in every Australian film from the last decade. Who's that? Shane Jacobson. Oh. A.K.A. Kenny, for those who Literally. don't identify with the name yes. Shane Jacobson. I genuinely believe if there's an Aussie film out there, he's he, in said, it. he puts his hand up, he's like, yep, put me in it. That was a pretty good impression there. Can I hear that again? Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. When he's not doing, um, what's that show? The Real, the Real Full Monty. He's doing an Aussie film. He did that. He did... What was that TV show? It was like Kid, Star, Kid Stars or something? Oh, yeah. Um, what is that? Child's... It's, it's got some name like that. It'll yeah, and he me. interviews kids with talent. Yeah, which is what Steve Harvey does in the American mm. version. Yeah. Yeah. He's you know, a busy man. Very well known across our TV screens all the time, but I feel like it's too often. Like, I, I like Shane Jacobs, and I love when he, he chimes in with the one-liners or he plays an iconic role. Mm. He has done a lot of that, but I think he's done too much of it. Oh, that's very harsh. I know you've got to earn your quit, and his profession is an actor is as an actor, but I'm honestly convinced that he's been a little selfish. <laughs> what are you saying? He should just say, you know what, I'm going to step back from this project and let someone else who's very similar No, no, no. Role. An Aussie film isn't an Aussie film without Shane Jacobson, apparently. That's, mm. that, that's all I'm... <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I, I love his acting. I yep. think he's great. But if there's one thing that I just realized yesterday watching watching that film, I was like, he's in every Australian film from the last 10 years. Good morning to him if he's listening. Name me a film Shane Jacobson <laughs> is not in from the last 10 years in Australia. Oh, yeah. Look, even, I mean, he's pretty popular. <laughs> even, what was it? The Fantastic Mr. Dundee, which is the latest installment of the Crocodile Dundee mm-hmm. series. In I'm, it. I managed to watch that the other day as well. Oh, yeah. Any good? Yeah, not too bad. Very, you can, you know when you can, you watch a movie and you can tell it's kind of, it's not quite on the same level as the former movies, the, yep. the ones that were, that came beforehand, but it's still all right. Mm-hmm. That's what this was. Okay. But that brings up another point now. Shane Jacobson, of course, is in that film because yep. he, he's just in every Australian film, be it filmed in Australia or overseas. He's just in every... Australia-related film. He's our national representative for cinema. I'm honestly surprised he's not a member of parliament. He may as well be. Represent his local area. No, but he will be in the next um, parliamentary film that comes out. (laughs) Kenny, the PM. I forgot what I was going to say now. I was going to make some point, and now I've lost my train of thought because I'm too busy worrying about Shane Jacobson. Thanks for that. What about um, Eric Banner, Bianco? Oh, don't go there. Uh, happy birthday to him for yesterday too, by the way. We oh, do share sh- a birthday? We do share a birthday. See, I tell you what, you had one chance to become best friends with him and you blew it. I know, Eric. I haven't seen him in a while and I wish him well. I hope he's doing well during these times. I'm not sure if he's residing in Australia or Los Angeles at the moment. Mm. But obviously a Bayside resident and also celebrated a birthday and I'm sure would be very happy with St Kilda at the moment. 
mad St Kilda supporter. There Number you go. The more was, you know. I was going to go and make a point there, and I've honestly forgotten exactly what I was going to say. It must be a Monday morning. And Age I'm does that to sorry. you. See, that's another thing to tick on the things we've learnt today. I am losing my memory, it appears. <laughs> <I'm>... <laughs> You're fine, though. Everything's fine. What was that? You're fine. Oh. <laughs> Save me, shark. <laughs> This is Everybody Rise. Hopefully... If After you... that, you're below average. Is this a radio station? I'm Carl Bianco. I'm just going to walk up to you. We're talking about Australian film. It would be cruel not to bring up Australian television. Oh, God. I hate to think where this is going. Now, Bachelor in Paradise wrapped up last night. And um, actually, probably the best strike rate it's ever had. Two couples are still together, nine months on. So good on them. But it got me thinking about a couple that was a few seasons ago... And they were just like the icons, Kira and Jared. Have we confirmed that these couples actually are still together yeah. from this They did statements show? last night. Ah, oh, statements. Statements. So I give it a couple more weeks until no, they No, well, they're pretty fully committed. They are moved into state, both of them, to be together, which you, is quite do cute. Do you believe it? Look, I mean, I believe in love. I don't know. Who knows how long it could last for, but we wish them the best. However, a couple that was from the past, Bianco, Kira and Jared. Oh, no. Now, they met in paradise, they were together, then they broke up, and they got back together again. Local residents as well. Yeah. Good morning, Kira. Hi, Kira. She's a Bayside resident. Always welcome. Give us a call, 90886466 if you're listening. Love to hear how a true Karen's doing this morning. Hey, none of that. (laughs) Go on. I love Kira. She was the best in that season. Anyway, I move on. Did I say that out loud? Sometimes I have these thoughts and they just come out. Righto, Darren. Anyway, um, so Kira and Jared. That's savage. They broke up. They've since both moved on to Isn't different that her partners. last name, Savage? No. Oh, why did I think that? <laughs> when she calls you, you're not ready, I'll tell I'm you. She'll wipe the floor with you. Oh. Anyway, so they've moved on. And during the week, Jared put quite the interesting story up on his Instagram, which... Pretty much just said, if you think your Netflix account is getting hacked because it keeps saying continue watching to shows you've never seen before, change your password. And then, Bianco, he put up a screenshot of a DM he received. And I think this is too far. I'd love to hear your take on this. Kira's current boyfriend has DM'd her ex-boyfriend, not knowing each other, they've never met, saying... Hey, mate, hope you're well. Just wondering if you could check to see where we were up to in the last dance on your Netflix account as we were watching it and you've since locked us out. Cheers, brother. So they were leeching off his Netflix, watching a show. Jared has cottoned on, kicked them off the account, and then this boyfriend has the audacity to then message him and be like, hey, I appreciate the fact that I've been robbing you for about, you know, six months. However... Can you just please let me know where we're up to in this series? Because we, we're confused. See, I was actually really saddened by the breakup of Jared and Kira because I was like, well, they were Bayside residents and they were posting about how great the area was, which is good because we love exposure. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily from those two, but they were doing it anyway. So any love for our beautiful area is, is love and we will take that. But I'm still sort of trying to break down what went wrong there. I don't know whether or not it was Jared was still obsessed with Sophie Monk or if it was Kira just being a savage and, you know, I don't know. I don't pay too much attention to these relationships. Well, it appears you do. You're pretty cut up about it. I, I actually am They're both happy up. now. She's moved on to a really, really attractive guy. 
You know, it just reminds me of uh, a person that used to be on one of those shows. He used to do a radio show here. You know, one day they were with somebody, the next time they were with somebody else, and then they were on another radio station, and they came back to this radio station, and now, like, you know, you just don't hear from them. Oh. You're I just, okay in blue. I just don't bother with these shows anymore. They just but- break your heart, you know? They have that effect on you. You get emotionally attached to somebody and you're like, oh, I think this is going somewhere, but you just don't know if it's isolation feels or... Dua Lipa sums sums it up best. Have you recovered? No. I I was just thinking before, it's so good that Bianco hasn't had a birthday breakdown. You know when you hit a point when you age and you're like, what's my life become? What am I doing? Good to see you saved it for the radio show. Well, thanks, thanks for reminding me, mate. I really appreciate you being there for me, okay? I got through yesterday, okay, during my actual day of birth, and now that I'm, what is it, 24 and a day years old, I've just revealed my age again. I hate doing that on air, but I had just have. Oh. Yeah, it's just, it just cut so deep. You'll speaking, be right. Speaking of cutting so deep, um, growing up as a child, the people who couldn't hear that, he did just hit the table and look off into the distance. Yeah. Go I, on, please I, speak about your childhood. I was just thinking of my childhood, and one of the great things about my childhood is I was never disappointed by what I received in my lunchbox. Oh, now tell me, what sort of kid were you? Were you the one that had the really healthy snacks, or were you the one that had the snacks everybody wanted? No, no. I, I was sort of somewhere in between. Okay. See, I don't know if you've ever... Have you ever had toast fingers before? As in, like, little soldiers? No, no, see, toasties, not like a ham and cheese toasties. I'm talking, there's a family tradition in our household where we have like, it's like a bit of bread that's been cooked in the oven that's got bacon, cheese, I want to say onion with like Mm. tomato sauce. It's like, it's been a passed down recipe. And when you eat it, they taste like a kind of like a mini pizza, but it's more like if you get a muffin and you cook ham and cheese and, and melt the cheese. It's, yeah, we used yeah. to do that. Called We called them little pizzas because we're yeah. um, original. Anyway, so we call them toast fingers. That's so, so cute. It's yeah. like a, a family tradition, toasties. Nan would make them and then mum's made them. It's it's yep. something that I live for. used to love having them in my, in my lunch. But I also used to love to have a made lunch for me. And I've been working, you know, nine to five hours lately. Haven't exactly got around to making my lunch, but... Mum's been making my lunch for me again. Oh, Helen is the best, isn't she? I've been loving homemade lunches. Like, because they've been really good lunches too. Yeah. And I am honestly convinced that the only person that can make you a great lunch is your mother. Yeah, I'd agree with that. You know, mum knows best. And I, I, I can't help but thank her for that lately. I just, I feel like... I mean, she did slam my finger in the door. <laughs> I was just so, about to say, it's so good that you guys have made amends. <laughs> so I don't know if this is her sort of being a bit sucky-uppy to me, you know, looking after her son, but also at the same time still feeling a bit sorry for slamming <laughs> my middle finger, which is very discoloured purple still. Can we just take a moment? On this show, poor Helen does cop it from time to time from you, and... The one time you had a lovely segment where you were going to appreciate what she does, you have reverted it back to remind her that, yeah, she did um, jam your finger in an electric car door. Well, it was, it, actually, it was actually the window. I, I, I did what she wanted me to do. I made sure everything was okay around the house and then put my finger on the edge of the door and the electric window 
And what happens? It's literally... Have you seen Vegas Vacation? As no. in, like, Chevy Chase and Beverly D'Angelo. They famously had, like, the National Lampoon's Vacation. Anyway, they came together to do, like, a reuniting movie in the 90s, which was Vegas Vacation. And there's this famous film... Well, it is a famous film, but famous scene in the film where the daughter... What's her name? I can't remember. Audrey. That's it. It just came to me. Audrey. Good work. She's... They're in a limo in Las Vegas going through and looking at all the sightseeing. All of a sudden, Audrey puts her head up and her body up through the limo's... What are they called? Sunroofs. She put it through... She put herself through the sunroof. And all of a sudden, Chevy Chase's character, the dad, he slams shut. <laughs> slams shut the electronic window yeah. on, on the sun, sun window. And... Yeah, she gets this massive rash, like, mark on her abdominal area. It's the same kind of feels. I could relate to that because no. mum slammed my finger in the window. <laughs> Helen, I really don't want to keep rehashing this. I'm so sorry. But when you told me about this story, all I pictured... Do you, have you seen Christmas with the Cranks? Yep. Do you remember the neighbour Fromeyer and how they wanted to free Frosty, the snowman? <laughs> and he ran and he held onto the door. And then she round the window up and he had his, like, hands stuck and then the gloves. That's what I thought. I'm like, it's about time Bianco has become Fromeyer. I thought it was going to happen. He just wants to free Frosty, damn it. I'm telling you right now, it does genuinely hurt when you get your finger stuck in places. And it's not the first time that I've had my finger stuck in a card thing. But can we please just bring this segment back around for a second? I'm stealing the steering wheel here. Can we just appreciate Helen for doing an amazing job? I, I just want to say thank you, Mum, for making my lunch. I've... I've missed you making my lunch, and it's, it tastes as good as what it did when I was 12, so thank you. What's on the agenda today, lunch-wise? What's well, it's a nice little sandwich, which I'll get stuck into later in the day, but I thought in the lead-up to the 8 o'clock news again, Kapow, we probably should let everyone know what the traffic disruptions are for those people who are an essential and yeah. who can travel out there, because we had an email sent to us which says what's going on around the area. There's a lot of works along the Westgate Freeway, so just be mindful of it. If you are an essential and you have to travel out that way, of course, Cheltenham Station still closed for a couple of weeks on the Frankston line. Metro tunnel works still happen all across the places. And don't forget, you can't turn left out of St Kilda Road, the extension there. You can't turn left into Flinders Street anymore. So that's basically your tra- transport update. Great work. Can I say too, from personal experience, being an essential here at 88.3, mm. No cars on the road this morning. Wild. It's good. It's like being on a freeway. I'm sure Jason Derulo appreciates it. Appreciate it. Let's go to the 8 o'clock news. Smashing it. Mum, thanks for lunch. If I will. We're a little late, but it's Monday Motivate time. That it is. Kapow, why don't you kick us off? All right. it's always better when you do. Oh, stop it. Well, today, um, producer Jack and I were just brainstorming. And no, Jack, it's not Rose Byrne. That we've decided. We're going to go with Eleanor Roosevelt. Apparently they get confused. Oh, that's very Australian of you. <laughs> First quote, Eleanor says, Do what you feel in your heart to be right, for you'll be criticised anyway. I wonder if you could guess who I'm quoting today. True beauty is not related to what colour your hair is or what colour your eyes are. True beauty is about who you are as a human being, your principles and your moral compass. You must do the things you think you cannot do. It's our challenges and obstacles that give us layers of depth and make us interesting. Are they fun when they happen? No, but they are what make us unique. You can often change your circumstances by changing your attitude. 
We're all supposed to be different. I want so badly to encourage everyone to say, who am I and how do I want to live my life? A stumbling block for the pessimist is a stepping stone for the optimist. I stand for honesty, equality, kindness, compassion, treating people the way you want to be treated and helping those in need. To me, those are traditional values. That's nice. No matter how plain a woman may be, if truth and honesty are written across her face, she will be beautiful. Though you feel like you're not where you're supposed to be, you shouldn't worry because the next turn you take, it will lead you to where you want to go. Do one thing every day that scares you. Do things that make you happy within the confines of the legal system. Gosh. All right, shall we do one more each? The future belongs to those who believe in the beauty of their dreams. Well, I think this one's the perfect one to end on. And this is a little bit of advice for Jared and Kira, who I'm sure are listening right now. Who's that, Kira? Whatever her name is. (laughs) Maguire. Savage. (laughs) Maguire. Yep, go on. Let it go, Bianco. <laughs> There's two here that I'm going to leave you with. Okay. I think beauty comes from actually knowing who you are. Yep. That's real beauty to me. That's nice. But this one probably resonates more to them. It is failure that gives you the proper perspective on success. Yeah. That's nice. I like that. It's a good note to end on. That's what I thought. That's how Monday motivate that. Right now it's seven degrees in Melbourne and also on height. Good morning to you if you're waking up in those areas. (laughs) Morning. I'm just throwing a little by discussion we were having off air about how you described what happened to you when you drank your coffee. You said, I burnt my pouch. It's not fair. Now, I don't know what your pouch is referring to, but I'm really sorry that you burnt it with whatever kind of coffee you're drinking. In my defense, first and foremost, we're going to get into it after this segment anyway. But I've had to make some dietary changes and one of them being I'm trying to phase out regular milk and I'm having almond milk. And I was saying how much more energy I've got on almond milk oh. and I was talking to you as we were going and um, yeah, I was said I burnt the roof of my mouth on my coffee and as I was doing it, I had my tongue on the burnt spot and it sounded like I burnt my pouch. You burnt so, your pouch. you know, not an ideal way to start the morning, but good morning anyway. Are you okay? Has your pouch recovered? <laughs> That's the question I'm asking. I just don't know. It's fine. I'll, I'll take all flowers and cards, though. It's fine. I'll be fine, guys. Don't panic. Well, maybe you need this kind of treatment in your life, Kapow. I think you need your mum, Jan, to lick you like a puppy to wake you up every day. What? Yeah. Oh, wait, are you okay? No, I'm more than fine, but this amazing, amazing story comes to us about the relationship between a 68-year-old and her 21-year-old adopted daughter. So her daughter. Let's just put it as it is. Yes. So, basically, to add some context, Marsha is 68, her daughter Eleanor is 21, and Marsha wakes up Eleanor by licking her every day. Do we know why? Well, it's just a way of expressing their love for each other as mother and daughter. So, licking as in like properly, like a dog, like licking her face? Yeah, just licking. What? Marsha says the daughter is definitely her best pal, which is pretty sweet, but then goes on to reveal just how close they actually are. Marsha said she kept pestering, she kept being pestered by Eleanor as a child for a puppy. But Marsha couldn't get Eleanor a puppy. And so to express her love, she started licking her daughter. Wait, 
I, okay, I'm not judging each to their own. But this lady has said to her daughter, I'm not getting you a dog, but let me just role play and be a dog. When I catch my mama, all I do, my kissy poos, and I kiss her all up. She's very kissable. The close pair are aware that to outsiders, their relationship might seem a bit odd, but they don't care. I mean, if you want to lick each other, just do it. You do you. That's okay. That's fine. I, I don't know what to... You've brought some weird stories to this table, but my goodness. That's a very what? strong relationship between a mother and a it daughter. It certainly is. I've got, a que- I've, got a, I've got a question. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, you there. Catherine, you got a question? I did just raise my hand, guys. I am six years old. I got a question. Um, I've got a question. Yep. Can they? Are they still doing that in COVID yeah. times? Are they social or, distancing? Well, you'd think being family members and living in the, under the same roof, it's still acceptable. You don't know. But it's not very hygienic, is it? I, I wouldn't go and lick a family member. I would like to know what the girl's skin's like, to be honest. As in like, because that can't be good, like bacteria on your face like that. Maybe it's healthy. I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't go and lick my oh, If that becomes the new facial, I am done. There's been some weird facials around. Oh, but... Speaking of, my sister tried a new facial across yeah. the weekend. She put a black charcoal mask on. Yeah. Charcoal's oh. great for your skin. But she kind of caught me off guard because she walked into my room. She's yeah. like, Carl, what do you think of my mask? I'm like, oh, looks a bit, you know, it's different. It's a bit confronting. Just you wait, Bianca. I reckon by the end of ISO, you guys will be discoing, and then after the disco, you'll all have face masks on to recover. Game changer. Absolute game changer. I'm not, a, I'm not really a mask person myself. Well, you should be at the moment. It's quite topical. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Well, I was just about to, you know, say you should be wearing masks though. Mm. It's, it's good. We need to wear them. Do the right thing. Don't be a Kira. That's all I'm going to oh say. Oh, leave it's Kira 21, alone. 21 minutes past eight. Okay. She's happy. That sounded like something else that I've heard before. Yeah, it's, really... a, it's a 2020 version. Oh, okay. Fair enough. I've got a story to tell. We've had heaps of games. Now it's time for stories. Story time. Yeah. So I recently was like, you know what? I've always wanted to try that DNA testing where you send a sample off to a lab and they come back with all the sensitivities that you've got to food and like things in the environment Can and I just minerals. Say, it yes. is really coincidental that you are bringing this up just as I've read an article about like twins that were separated over in America and triplets and stuff like that. Is this the part where you bring in my twin? Because I'm not ready. Well, your twin, I believe, is on a television network who does weather <laughs> and stuff like that. I'm honestly convinced that you are related to this person. Just because she's tall and is brunette, yes, she is my twin. She genuinely looks like your twin. Do you reckon I'm the good twin or the evil twin? Probably the latter. Harsh. Anyway. But true. So I decided, bit the bullet, cut off a bit of my hair, as you do. I can tell. Thank you. I put it in a Ziploc bag, sealed it up, sent it to a lab. This is your hair. Just, this is my hair. If you've just joined us, it's nothing to be worried to worry about. It's just hair that's been put in we're, a Ziploc bag. We're not talking about pouches again. Um, so, yes, I sent my hair off. And this is about a month ago. So this is before all this craziness in Victoria really heightened. Sure. So it was still okay to do it. So don't judge me. Um, yeah, anyway, so I sent my hair off and it got lost in the mail. Oh. And initially, I was like, oh, you know, someone's going to clone me. There's going to be 20,000 of me. Like, this is going to be a disaster. Might end up breeding the weather on television. Damn. Anyway, and so I emailed them. was like, hey, just want to suss out. It's been like four weeks. It's meant to take a week. Is my, like, hair missing? And they were like, yeah, we lost your sample. Can you send another one? Now, thank goodness I didn't cut more of my hair off because it then arrived the next day. Oh. Now, 
I got some rather troubling results back, Bianco. That's, that's not ideal. If you know me, Bayside, as I hope to think, I'm pretty open book on this show, you would know that I live for a cheeky rosé and particularly like dairy, as in like I love my coffees, cheese, all that sort of stuff. You know what it came back saying? It came in like three ranges. So it says what I'm highly sensitive to or reactive to. So it's not allergies. It's just like sensitivity. So I'm very sensitive, moderate, and then I've got no sensitivity to. Sure. Um, The big players in my high sensitivity was white and red wine and cheese and milk and just all the things that spark joy. And I don't know how to feel about it. And so now I'm on the mindset of, well, maybe they lost my sample Maybe it got lost in the post. Someone opened it, put their sample in, and that's why I got that result. Like, I just can't believe it. Because that's just part of my identity that's just been stripped. It's pretty unbelievable. And the worst part is now, like, I've been talking to friends and stuff, and we're doing, like, wine nights on Zoom. And I've said this news, and they said, but have you considered how this affects us? And I was like, what? And they were like, yeah, because, like, now we can't have wine. I'm like, yes, you can. Well, what are you going to drink now? (sighs) I'm just going to have to hit the hard stuff, you know? Oh, that's not going to... I know. Not gonna help. I'm going to have to be like a vodka soda gal, which I don't know about. Yeah. Well, I'm really glad they ended up finding your hair. Are you sure? <laughs> I'm that- not. I would have preferred them to have... Are you sure they didn't switch it for one of your cousins, though? <laughs> I'm really convinced. I, I oh, my gosh. Just real quickly on that. Did you see... Scratch the PC. Okay. Did you see the bet? The fat... The, it was on TikTok. Uh... Um, couple had a bet as they were expecting their first child. And if the wife lost the bet, I don't know what the bet was, she was going to have to wear a Chewbacca mask as she went into labour. And she lost. <laughs> the poor lady had to give birth with a Chewbacca mask Congratulations, on. you got a baby Chewy. And it made that noise every time she opened her mouth. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was the husband, not the child. There's a story that has broken across the weekend of how there's a few controversial names out there for, like, galaxies and planets, and they've had to be renamed. Okay. So the two that stick out were there's one that was called Eskimo Nebula, mm-hmm. which I think is a pretty harmful term, because when I think Eskimo, I think of, like, igloos and, you know, the people that lived in igloos, which were Eskimos. Black fingernails, red wine. Yeah, I suppose. And the other one was called the Siamese Twins Galaxy. Okay. I don't really think they're, those terms are really that bad, too controversial, to be honest. What have they changed them to? So they'll now be referred to as NGC 2392 oh. and NGC 4567. That's very sciencey. Yeah. Wow. I don't really like that. Who's done this, NASA? Yeah, NASA have. But the- then again, NASA, don't make me start again, put in another star sign as well. So I, I'm feeling a little... Like, I don't know, I'm trusting a NASA at the moment. Do you reckon it's sort of been blown out of proportion a little bit, some of this? Like, I mean, I am not a space person, personally. I did it that many times in school that I'm kind of just a bit like, meh. Yeah. But, like, I didn't know they existed. So, I feel like it's one of those things that a lot of people probably didn't know these planets existed. Well, should we rename the Milky Way? Well, it's just got me thinking now. If if we're renaming these galaxies that we didn't know about to NGC 4567 and countless other numbers, what about the planets? Would yeah. you be offended by Uranus or Neptune? Yeah, see, Pluto? I would have thought Uranus would have been the first one to go. 
personally. Mm. You would think. Mm. But they're so close together, the planets. Yeah. They're closer than what you think. I did that many um, paper mache's of planets in primary school that I think they're drilled into my mind forever. Are you as disappointed as I am to know that Pluto is no longer recognised as a large-scale planet? I feel like, yeah, Pluto's the underdog in the solar system. But there's I another, think about it often. There's another planet that's like another dwarf planet not far away from Pluto that we forget about, and I forget what it's called, but mm. it's even smaller than Pluto. And at one point, I'm pretty sure it was recognised in our solar system. Hmm. Yeah, look at me going all spacey. Yeah. Got I'm, your space helmet on too. Where'd you get that from? Oh, you know, it's just a gift for my birthday. <laughs> I was quite happy with it, actually. Yeah, oh, good. Yeah, it, it suits you. fit me in everything. It was yeah. out of this world. Anyway. Amazing. I'd love to know what you think about this. Do you think NASA's, you know, really gone out of this world by making comments like this and, and changing the name of these galaxies and whatnot? And do you reckon we should get rid of the Milky Way? If we didn't have the Milky Way, what would we call it? Wait, let's just make it clear. You don't want to get rid of the, the Milky well, Way. Well, sorry, I can't get you rid want- of the... <laughs> That would be a problem because we would cease to exist. If I get rid of the Milky Way, then we're probably going to become like the abominable, abominable, whatever. I don't want to be a snowman. I wouldn't do well at that. We would, we would disappear. We I don't, don't do that. well in summer as it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, okay. yeah, he wants to change the name of the Milky Way. Just the name of the Milky Way. If we could change it, what would we call it? Do you have a name off the top of your head, what you'd call it? Um, I'd just call it Space Things, you know? Ah, or like even the planet Space 1, Space 2, Space 3. Good one. This is Space Ava Max. Bar. Kings and Queens. Here's a little song I wrote. You might not know him, Jack the Bloke. Don't worry. Be Jackie. We're Monday mornings are looking grim. We just smile and look at him. Don't worry. Be Jackie. Don't worry, be Jackie. Take a bow. I'm Jackie. Be Jackie. Don't you worry. Be Jackie now. Here's Jackie. Hello. He's Jackie. Yeah, well, it only can mean one thing when we play that Kapow on a Monday morning. Look, I mean, it would be awkward if it was anyone else that we were introducing. I know. Well, we haven't had him on for a while. We don't know what's going on in his world. Well, we do. He's been all over the place this morning. We speak of <laughs> our, tr- our trusty producer, Jack Misson, who always finds a way to go missing on a Monday. Hello, Jack. Oh, hi, Carl. Hi, Catherine. God. Great start to the segment, by the way. Thank you. It's a real bop, yeah. isn't it? It's a shame that you don't bring Rude. us anything. <laughs> Rude? Besides, if I did bring you anything, you wouldn't accept it anyway. And you'd just say, oh, no, I'm going to do my own thing. So, Speaking of doing cool. my own thing, it's been a pleasure, Jack, and we will catch you next time. Well, that was surprisingly easy. We should do this more often. Good. <laughs> now, what's, what's the story? What have you got for us? What are you bringing to the table? I'm sure you've got something. You've had so, yeah. many, so many weeks to think of something. Yeah, please, Jack, enlighten us. I'm just being a very good producer for you two and bring surprises to the team for, for certain people's birthdays. I'm, okay. I'm, so I'm going to interrupt you there. I'm going to pull a Kanye West on you. Who, whose segment is this? Well, I want to say, first and foremost, it was Bianco's I, birthday yesterday. It's my half birthday today. Where's the recognition? But anyway. Birth, how is it your half birthday today? It's August 10th and I was born on February 10th. 
Oh, sorry. Oh, I mean, yeah, that's a whole, what, six months ago? Good math by you. Yeah, anyway. Um, so yesterday, let's just set the scene. I was about to jump onto a meeting and I messaged our trusty producer and said, hey, we celebrated your birthday. We had cupcakes in the studio. What are oh, we going to do? You, yeah, but you didn't mention my birthday at all during the show. You waited for the end of the two hours. Continue. Anyway. To, to be fair, I actually thought National Avocado Day was more important. but I had that in my calendar, I'll be honest. Same. Um. Anyway, so I messaged Jack and said, hey, can't really do like cupcakes or anything because we're doing the morning shift. Like, I don't think that's a goer. Why don't we organize breakfast to get delivered to the studio with coffees and everything? And Jack that's said, yes, that sounds great. To which then I said to Jack, because a couple of weeks ago when I was broadcasting from the home office, I saw that the two of you had organized breakfast without me and you were eating your bacon and egg muffins, living your best life. And I said to Jack, can you suss out where you got those from? Because Bianco liked them. We'll organize that with coffees for breakfast. So I did. So I spoke to him about it and I said, what would you like for your birthday? We want you to call the shots on me. So hmm. where would you like us to get breakfast for you? Now, so I was being the nice person about no, but it. Jack, is- you had one simple task. I said, keep it on the down low. It's going to be a surprise. To which you then messaged back with the cafe in question, which is a great local business, support local businesses. And I said, gosh, that was a quick little memory moment. To which you said, oh, no, Bianco told me I ruined the surprise. Sorry. All right. I don't. What's the issue there? I don't care. To which then I questioned very slightly. Maybe that was, you know, a bit of a buzzkill, ruined the vibe. And then you first of all said, no, don't quite, care. You were quite aggressive. You were quite aggressive with it, but yeah. So I, I've got the conversation here. He messaged what? me and he said, Oh, you do. Okay. Quick question. Where did you get the amazing egg and bacon rolls a couple of Mondays ago? Plus, please put your order in. I said, It was this coffee. This coffee, this yep. cafe, and Jack's response was, why, thank you. And I said, it was the egg and bacon roll. He's like, yep, spotted it, brekkie sorted for you, amigo. Oh, no, Jack. I, I knew what I was walking into this morning. Yeah, and we, I had it whole, like the whole thing sorted. We were going to have like surprise breakfast, coffee, all that stuff. No, the birthday momentum, the birthday Grinch, Jack Misson, just ruined it. And I, he had no shame or regret. So, I, must, I must say thank you, though. Thank you for the little... Little brekkie for this morning. No problem. It's a nice treat. Oh, you're welcome. I'd like to say I wasn't expecting it, but you know, I kind of was. Well, I mean, you could have just lied, Bianco. You could have just said, "Oh no, no, I, I was still surprised." But or you no. know, you could have just not spoiled the surprise. I was Jack. really concerned though, Jack, because we were talking earlier about how uh, Kapow sent her hair away and sounded like a, a chewbacker, and just before yeah. you yawned, and you sounded like a chewjacker. All right, we're done. Okay, then. Fair enough. Thanks, Jack. Pleasure as always. Insightful as always. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm still laughing over Jack's segment. That was incredible. Did you? Are are you still laughing at that? I am. I've got my new um, text message tone. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Sounded very Inspector Clouseau-ish. Yeah, it was very, like, old-timey detective, wasn't it? Clouseau. Thank you. Hey, something I always look forward to on my way into work on a Monday morning is a newsman and his music. Colin Tyre is coming up after 9 o'clock. His special guest is the Mayor of Kingston, Georgina Oxley. Oh, Georgina. You know Georgina. I do. I went to school with Georgina for yeah, like awesome. a week. Yeah, great chat coming up after 9 o'clock with the Mayor of Kingston. 
Also on the show, of course, Finance with Paul Gattel, Entertainment with Sandy Kay, and don't forget that historic John comes out of his dungeon. Yeah. Do you reckon we should put Jack in the dungeon? He's already in the dungeon. (laughs) He never comes out of it. Well, he did before for a small period of time. Yeah. Lucky for him. Hey, what have we learnt today? I've learnt many things. I've learnt that you have some very weird emotional attachment with Kira and um, Jared's breakup. No, I don't. I was just over oh, the whole situation. The 7 a.m. Um, hour speaks otherwise. It was just a bit of a laugh. Yeah. You know, I was just thankful that they graced their presence in the area, supported local businesses and made a big deal out of them for a little while until they split. And then they're as good as banana peel, really, those two. We're spiraling again. What have you learnt today, Bianco? I've learnt so much. I, uh, I've i learnt that you sent some hair away to... <laughs> You know, find out your roots. I still will not say that that is mine. That's somebody else's. I am not allergic to those things. Well, I don't think you are, quite frankly. Mm. But did you, I, I'm still, did you actually send it to a DNA place that does all these, you yeah. know, checks? Are yeah. you sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think you've got to go and do an allergy test. Oh, it's a bit tough during these times. No, th- yeah, but that's the thing because your hair actually holds on to information probably more in terms of what you've eaten and stuff more than what your blood does. Okay. Good morning to the people having their breakfast. Yes. Extremely. <laughs> Sorry about that. You know what I've learnt today, Bianco? What's that? That there are people out there who um, show affection in different ways. And, you know, a mother-daughter will lick each other, which is interesting and, and burned look, into my mind forever. If that is what you're doing, then that's fine. Yeah. We're not judging. We're not judging. Jack does that occasionally too. He shows affection to people by licking them. So what you two get up to we, when I'm not we here? We don't particularly enjoy it, but you Gosh, know. Gosh, I'm going back to the home studio next week. I think you should. Yeah, the further away, the better. Very harsh. You know what I've learned today? What's that? That there's only one way to sign off a segment. With a thank you, which we just <laughs> heard <laughs> the encore. We just heard the encore in the background. <laughs> I really hope the microphone picked that up. I heard <laughs> it. Amazing. I don't know about you, yeah. but I heard it. Oh. We are going to cut that and that will be distributed widely, that's it, for sure. It was just amazing. Yeah. All right. Can we do an Inspector Jacket segment? <laughs> <laughs> it could be like a radio play and it's Jack solving crime. I still want him to go out and inspect all the pharmacies and supermarkets of the area and see if they've got all the essential supplies out there that we're lacking at the moment. Yeah, remote Jack. Anyway, we should get out of here because it's five to nine, which means Newsman on his music, on his music, and his music is coming up after nine o'clock. He's riding in on a CD as we speak. That's it. Looking forward to that. Hey, have a wonderful week. We will hopefully drive you home between four and six on Friday again this That's week. That's it. Have a great week, Bayside. Stay safe, and we'll see you then. Take care. Bye. You're listening to Carl and Catherine on eighty-eight point three Southern FM.